what's going on, buddy? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast with MC Rocks, Rock Metal Thrive. Happy Thursday, buddy. It is uh, July 15th. What? I think the last episode was July 15th, but I had to move that one a day early because podcasts have been just flying lately. So I have to go to three a week for a little bit of time. Sorry about that. But before we jump into this podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to the sponsor of this video, Phoenix Fitness. Now, of course, live shows are back. Festivals are back. We are having a blast doing this stuff. And we want to jump as many mosh pits as possible. We want to be able to survive these intense concerts because, holy hell, we miss them. But we got to make sure our fitness level is on point. So, you know, we're going to go to the gym. We're going to end up working out. We're going to end up making sure that we're strong. We're fit. We're enduring. And our endurance levels are up. Our fitness goals are met. But we're in the gym. What's going to be a good way to recover? What supplements do you need? That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They got plenty of different supplements from different BCAA recoveries, different pre-workouts, different proteins, both AM and after workout proteins, many different vitamins and other supplements as well to help you achieve your fitness goals. And if you order from Phoenix Fitness, link description below, you can use the code MSOTD at checkout to get 15% off of your entire order. And you guys know me. I mean, I work out all the freaking time when I'm not doing this podcast and I got to make sure I'm recovering myself too. So I got to tell you those BCAAs, oh God, including that protein, who really does a great job. And with the pre-workout, if you're like me, you can't, don't really want to use a lot of caffeine. They got non-SIM stuff. So <laughs> got everything you need. Again, link description below for Phoenix Fitness. Use the code MSOTDROCKS, not MSOTDROCKS, MSOTD to get 15% off your in the description. I'll have it there as well. My guest today for the 200th episode of the Core Progression Podcast is a brand new metalcore band out of New Hampshire called In Shallows. We go super duper deep into their debut song, Phantom Grace, which came out on June 11, 2021. It was the same day we shot this episode. How about that? So are you guys ready to get into some metalcore with me? I know I am, because I did it. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, this is kind of a surreal moment because this is my 200th episode, and for these guys, it's their first podcast, and when it comes to metalcore, you guys know I've gotten super duper into it over the past two and a half years, and this is like the brand newest, brand new metalcore that you could possibly get. Their debut song, Phantom Grace, debuted the day we recorded this episode, so that is even cooler that that has happened. Please welcome out of New Hampshire, the band in shallow so guys welcome to core progression podcast thanks for having us man man. what's up oh you know just you know normal standard stuff it's recording this on a friday just chilling i mean you guys are drinking i've got freaking gatorade because well gotta stay hydrated during these things it can go a little long at times gotta make sure we're celebrating man yeah oh i do not blame you in the slightest for that (laughs) um yeah, drink here. So, because I actually do not know who you guys are in terms of what you guys' names are. So, we're going to start this podcast out the way I start out every single podcast. And I'm going to ask all four of you guys three very specific questions. The first two, if you can't answer them, I'm going to question your intelligence, honestly, because they're super easy. The third okay. one, though, is the one that's going to be my favorite. And it's going to kind of put you on the spot, but it's fun. So, first question is, what is your name? The second question is, in the band In Shallows, what do you do? And now the third one, I want to know a little fun fact, a little fun, interesting story about yourself that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair laughing. It has happened before with the band Modern Day Escape. They were just telling me all these different wacky shit stories. Um, 
Van Waking Terror, they told me about how they uh, were on the road. They One guy had to relieve himself in the van because he couldn't pull over, threw the water bottle full of piss out the window, only for it to come back into the back window and basically give their drummer a golden shower. Um, other <laughs> stories that involve random poop droppings, uh, a story about how this band kidnapped their lead singer, chloroformed him, dragged him to a beach in Florida, and buried him halfway in the sand, make it look like his legs got bitten off by a shark. So... I've heard some really wacky ones. Those are just ones to get the juices flowing for you guys, give you some examples. So I will let you take it away. Whoever wants to start. Who wants to go first? All right. I'll step it up here. So uh, my name is Colin Trombley. I am the lead singer. Um, Wacky story. Let's see. Me and Bobby here. We were at a boozy brunch one time, and we were sitting with our buddy Max Council over in Denver. Shout out Goldheart Tattoo. We, uh, you know, he's a tattoo artist and he, he does this little throw on his friends for free called crime. You know, he does like a little bit of graffiti. So me and Bobby, were looking at each other the whole brunch and we're like, yeah, we kind of want prime tattoos. So, you know, we're, we're talking about where we're going to get them and stuff like that. And, you know, it finally comes down to it, you know, we finished off a couple pictures of Bellinis feeling pretty nice. We go back to the shop, Bobby gets his ankle right yeah the ankle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know when i told max where i wanted mine he wasn't a big fan of it so put up the privacy screen and everything and dropped a little bit of trow and a little bat wing happened and uh i got got tatted on the uh on the nice sack so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know that <laughs> nick didn't even know that oh yeah. man no, I'm really glad I didn't say, oh, just show it to us on the podcast, but that would involve <laughs> potentially this video being taken down by YouTube and yeah. getting a Oh, he showed it to people before. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of random shit. a little bit of liquid encouragement to yeah. show people. Yeah. Just give him a shot yeah. of tequila or two and he'll show it to everybody. But let's let's not show it on here because there probably might be some kids that watch us or that'll be like, yeah. mommy, daddy, look at that. And they're going to, parents going to be like, oh my God, we have to report this kid to the authorities because, well, not they're going to report you, they're going to talk to me because I'm the one that posts the video and be like, Alrighty, now I've got to do all this other crap because I just asked to see. No, no, no. I mean, I'm gonna take your word for it that you got Batwing tattooed on your ball sack, and so that's just funny as all hell. Yeah, and the funny thing about it, my parents are upstairs. They can probably hear this, so it's probably their first time hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta ask, was it painful to have it tattooed on there? But if you had a lot of liquid encouragement at that point, I mean, was it really painful? It really wasn't too bad, man. I've got my whole ribs done. Uh, those are way worse. So just a little pinch, you know? <laughs> Alrighty. So for everyone listening to this podcast, if you're thinking about getting a tattoo, remember the scrotum is not as painful as the ribs. If we take anything away from that story, that's what we have. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Bob. Follow that. All right. Well, so my name is Bobby Wharton. I play guitar. Um, Man, this is going to be tough because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, like, the first thing that pops in my head is definitely embarrassing. I guess I'll just say it because I don't really care. But uh, so I was like, you know, just, you know, and like, I didn't like the body hair on my body. So I was shaving like my legs and everything. And I ended up shaving my butt and that word <laughs> got out and everyone started calling me Kiwi. So uh, <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's really oh what I got God. with that one. Okay. So Everyone th- called me Kiwi. Am I going to have to call you Kiwi from here on out now? I really hope you don't, but it's really up to you now. <laughs> it's all growing back by now. It's all, yeah. It's, it's like, you can call me Jungle oh, now. 
Oh dear. Uh, was that just just because you felt like it? Was it on a dare? Or anything? Yeah, it was kind of like one of those. Well, like with all our stories, a little liquid encouragement and drinking, and yeah, just shave my butt. And word got out. Not proud of it. So. <laughs> all right, you guys already sound like a good time to be out with and drink with. Not gonna lie, it sounds like you guys just create like this ruckus of a time. <laughs> Where all of a sudden it's like, okay, go out to the bars or something. All of a sudden, next thing you know, holy shit, we got these four crazy guys in a metalcore band that are just taking over everything. And all of a sudden, you know, people are going to be looking at you and be like, we're going to start telling stories to our kids about the night we went to the bar and then Shallows was there because Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, you come home with sack tattoos and shaved butt. (laughs) Girlfriend might not notice, who knows? (laughs) For a while, at least. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right, Cam. Cam. All right. Uh, I'm Cameron Bostwick. I play bass and I do clean vocals. Um, trying to top these guys up. Yeah. Really hard on that one. Good luck. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I don't even have any stories with you guys. Be honest. He's pretty boring, so yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> like I'm pretty laid back. They kind of bring guy. me out of my shell, so yeah. uh, it's kind of like he's the guy that when it comes to all these crazy stories happening, he's the guy that you look to like, okay, he's the safe guy. He's the one that's gonna get us home on time. I'm usually either filming it or driving them. Yeah. <laughs> or in bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's either helping you guys out, making sure you get there safely, make sure you remember it in the morning, or is the responsible one and is in bed by, you know, eleven PM all tucked in probably listening to some like ocean wave soundtrack on uh, on his like oh, yeah. more like more like heavy metal but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean what's heavier metal what's more heavy than you know a uh, whale song just yeah you that's know? true that get much heavier than that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, i'll say put that over a heavy breakdown you might got you might have something oh, i mean dude. i mean i guess i guess i don't know the craziest i don't know i mean i got a ride home from a bender on a weekend from my 22nd birthday and uh i jumped out of a moving car to get to the front door of my house because my my friend was passing the house and i didn't you know have enough words in me to tell him that he was passing the house so i just opened up the back door and rolled out <laughs> at like 40 miles an hour <laughs> so i rolled a couple of times and landed in the front yard <laughs> you jumped out of going 40 well, like 30, 35, well, yeah. 15. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't 40. I don't think I, you know, I don't think I'd be in the shape I'm in now. No. So. But it Not felt, at the time, it felt like it was 40. I'm going to say like 25, 30. Yeah. Let's do that. Realistically. Yeah. So, drunk, it seemed like it was 40. Realistically, it was probably like 25 to 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a school zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. It, it's four thirty in the morning. Some of those teachers might be rolling in the, cl- in the school. I, I knew a couple yeah, of them back when yeah. I was in school. It's like they were there, like yeah, even before the sun came. Like, what the fuck are you here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just rolling on through. <laughs> now, now the real question is: Is after you jumped out of the car and rolled on a lawn, did you make it into the house? Oh yeah, army crawled. <laughs> Don't want to wake anybody up. I'll say because I know someone that did something very similar to them that, and they didn't end up back in the house. They passed out on the front lawn. And when they were rudely woken up in the morning by their dad, kicking them saying, get in the fucking house. (laughs) This did not happen to me. This happened to my dad. 
on his 18th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There you go. Nice. So it's like it seems like oh shit, Kevin, you got kicked in the head, like kicked in like on your 18th birthday, like from a drunken mentor. No, 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 no. My dad actually is the one that got kicked in the head and tells the story about it all the time, and it's just funny as all hell. So I'm like, well, actually, he doesn't tell the story. His cousin will tell me the story every time I see him. So I'm like, I still get to hear this again. I want to hear it all the time. That was funny as shit. <laughs> yeah. Your dad sounds cool as hell. <laughs> he's he's well, I mean, right now he's how old is my dad? He's 62 years old, but like back when he was my age, he was doing all this crazy shit. Here, here's here's one for you. I haven't never told this one on the podcast yet, but this was I think my back in maybe 1983 because we're from Milwaukee, so he's a big Brewers fan. He throw you'd always throw these massive tailgates at Brewers games. You know, you got a couple of kegs, you got people coming in paying like maybe three four bucks to to eat as much as you want, to drink as much beer as you can. He'd always make like two three hundred bucks off these tailgate parties because of how many people would show up. But he all my he'd tell me he used to work at a bookstore. Remember, quote unquote, bookstore. So this yeah. is definitely of the adult entertainment variety. And <laughs> one day they had a bunch of balloons there with helium. And my dad brought an inflatable doll. <laughs> so they blew up the doll with helium, but it was still too heavy, so it wasn't carrying. And they wanted to like make this thing just lift off and fly over the parking lot. So they tied a shit ton of balloons to it. And before it could get lift off, my dad took a postcard that he had, wrote, like, put postage on it, wrote his name and address on there and said, please, if you find this, please return to me and tell me where you found this. So <laughs> they let the balloons go. They let the blow up doll go. And it starts flying, but it starts dipping down, like looking like it's going to go into Milwaukee County Stadium. And it's like, oh, shit, this is not good uh, because now it's got my dad's name on it. All of a sudden, an updraft comes up from the stadium like an exhaust thing, and it just blows this thing straight sky high. It's going east over Lake Michigan, and never to be seen again. Three three weeks later, three weeks later, my dad gets the postcard in the mail saying that the person found this in Muskegon, Michigan. The wow. blow-up doll wow. traveled across Lake Michigan. whoever found that i'm like my god that guy must have been loving it then my dad even told me another one he's like yeah we did another thing the same thing that year we snuck one into the stadium they they didn't blow it up but like they brought it in and they're of the upper grandstands and all of a sudden again this is 1983 mind you so they're blowing up in the grandstands and during the national anthem like they're blowing this thing up and it's fully done and one of the guys takes it and throws it and it's cascading down the grandstands while they're playing the national anthem and the Brewers bench, cause they're standing out like, you know, hands over their hearts sing. They're seeing this thing cascade down. The other team isn't, but the Brewers are, and they are struggling to stay on their feet and not laugh at the national anthem because you're seeing a blow up towel <laughs> falling <laughs> from the nosebleeds all the way down to the field level. <laughs> oh, That's a pretty good story. It, 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 it inspired me to potentially be like, you know, maybe I should try and do something like that. But I'm like, wait a minute. That was, again, that was like 40 years ago. If I tried to do that today, oh, that'd be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's sick. All right, so my name is Nick Keen. I'm the drummer. Uh, and one of the stories that comes to mind to me is – uh, one of my neighbors when I was growing up just had like a mobile home put in. So they put stairs up to the front uh, that were kind of temporary. And my friends and I built a shack out in the woods and we needed stairs. 
So come about two o'clock in the morning, we stole this guy's stairs, threw him in my buddy's truck and brought him out to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I never saw the guy again. Nothing. I have no idea how that panned out, but he must have been pretty confused. <laughs> what kind of stairs did were like able you were able to just steal? Was it just like not attached or anything? Or was it just like, no, no, it, was like the it was like temporary, like up to a mobile home, you know, so like six stairs high. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Like so wooded. we took those. Yeah, they were wooden. <laughs> yeah. We threw in my buddy's truck and uh, we just drove off. Three stairs. Yeah, yeah we needed them. <laughs> I would love to have seen the person that owned that property <laughs> walk out in the morning. And take that first step because you know they're groggy, they're tired, they're not oh, yeah. to work in the morning, or they might just begin up. They might need their coffee, but you know you want to drink yeah. it outside, maybe. So you got the cup of coffee in your hand, you're walking outside, and you take that first step, and you take step to be there, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, man. We, just, we took him and ran. That was it. They want to stick around. You may or may not have ruined somebody's morning that way, but. Yeah, yeah. Life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if 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 for some reason the person you saw from went in this like horrific downward spiral in life, and it was all because that morning they walked outside and the stairs weren't there, then you can say you potentially ruined someone's life. I hope that's not the case, yeah. but there is like a point zero 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 one percent chance of that actually happening. Right? No video doorbells back in that day. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, lucky us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, if they would have had like the ring doorbell cam all of a sudden, all right, who's told my stairs? And they're gonna look and yeah. say, Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> Bunch of hoodlums. See now, now I got a feeling like those stories are just gonna end up evolving to just where you guys are gonna end up going on tours, you know, as you continue to grow your music, grow the band, and you're gonna start doing like these tour pranks, and you're gonna start again, you're it's gonna be like, we're going on tour within shallows. Oh boy, during that last show, man, they stole the stairs. <laughs> It's like the calling card. <laughs> oh no, they stole the RV. <laughs> oh, is that them in a cop cruiser? <laughs> I'll say if that's the case, if that's the case, and you guys are gonna have to go on tour with Conquer Divide because they, I talked with uh, their lead singer Kia the day before this, and the podcast of hers is gonna release the day before this as well. Though her whole entire thing, so, crazy story was. The band Conquer Divide, when they're on tour, the last thing, like the last show, they prank whatever band's on tour with them. So you guys get in this like ultimate prank war and just create this like gigantic crazy thing where all of a sudden every single day people are going to go on like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and see, okay, what's going on now in the Angelos Conquer Divide prank war? Who's winning? And you guys going to create like this whole entire like, you know, odd like little social media event off of that. It could happen. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. Crazier shit's happened. Yeah, well, we're not going to put it by us, man. Yeah. We get pretty creative over here in New Hampshire. <laughs> we got nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, next thing I'm going to see is like, oh, man, they, they it's like, oh, why did they take their stairs? Well, yeah, they took them, but uh, they put them in the wrong spot. Why? They're not on the ground anymore? No, they're on top of the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> I could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, sign us up. Yeah, we're gonna start brainstorming <laughs> some ideas now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what? Well, now because you know we're starting to brainstorm ideas about what you guys could do on tour. But the fact of the matter is, is again, you guys are a rather new band. You re- just released your first single, Phantom Grace, that came out the day we record this podcast on June 11th. And with the past year being, you know, the whole entire COVID pandemic thing, I have to ask this question: Have you guys played a live show together? We have not. No. Nope. No. Ooh. 
It'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens when you guys get to play live together for the first time, see what the chemistry is like, see how you guys react to a crowd in front of you going like, let's get heavy and fucking mosh and go crazy and shit. Then there'll be me there already bloody like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, we're excited, but, you know, obviously a little nervous too, but I think uh... it was kind of a blessing in disguise, you know, with the pandemic, because that's kind of how we were able to create our band. We kind of took all the extra time and just yeah. linked up together throughout and just started making music and formed together. And it couldn't have worked out much better with the timing of the pandemic. So. Yeah. So when did you guys exactly form? Because was it right before the pandemic started? Or was it right like at the beginning of it? It was like it was before mm-hmm. uh, November 2019. But we didn't have any like solid music. We're just kind of like, we we liked the idea. You know what I'm saying? Like actually, me and Colin started it at first, and we knew Nick for a while, and he, we knew he played drums. He was sick, so like we just you know threw the idea around, and then next thing you know, like stuff started like spiraling and like we actually kind of wrote decent demos and we scrapped a lot of them. And then we came out with the, you know, the lyrics of Phantom Grace and the whole song just hit so different. And we're like, I think this is our number one. Yeah. This is our first single. And we kind of just held true to it and brought on cam throughout the midst of it. Yep. And, uh, you know, you're watching the story unfold (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. We're right at the beginning of this story, but not at the absolute beginning because of course beginning happening in November, 2019, so I got to ask just because I'm curious, I always end up asking this question, like, because again, the, with the pandemic hitting in March of 2020, it completely changed up the whole entire landscape of live music as well for every single band. Cause everyone was pretty much on the shelf. No one knew what the hell was going on. I mean, hell, by the time this uh, ends up being released, I think I'll finally be at my first music festival in over two years. So woo, oh, for wow. that, so I'll be, I'll be, so I'll be, I'll be just going crazy and probably, you know, already bloody from a mosh pit by the time this releases, but it'll be a okay with me. However, of course, I got it. I'm wondering with those demos that you guys were working on, were you co- like working on those as the pandemic was raging on? Were you working on like writing this music? Because of course, I got to, I got to wonder what else were you guys going to do during this time? Yeah, we're writing during this the whole pandemic. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a big skateboarder, so I took a lot of time to myself to just skate and, uh, you know, I revamped my home office downstairs and. Bought a lot of furniture I probably don't need now, but you know, I was stuck home. So I just wanted to make it, you know, my kind of happy space. So kind of did that and then come up to Keen on the weekends and me and Bobby hit it hard. Nick jumped in. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't, we all have, uh, what I will say about our band is, you know, we didn't, we didn't start at a young age and we haven't been like, it's not a dream of ours that we, had when we were younger you know we we started off careers i went to college i got a um i got a degree and we kind of did this afterwards so it's like we all have our own little thing that we're doing and then we kind of formed after that which is really good because it's given us kind of the funding to pump into everything that we have now it does make a lot of sense and from my standpoint as well i do understand that because i also uh, went to college got a degree in economics and I would much rather be doing this crazy podcast stuff, talking as many bands possible, just diving deep in anything rock and metal instead of actually, you know, using my degree the way it's supposed to be used, which is go into corporate America, get a job, and then just follow along that like cards against humanity card that says, uh, go to college, 
get a job, get married, buy a house, have some kids, buy some more shit, move to Florida and die. Like, I didn't want to follow that at all. So I kind of see you guys are coming from where you guys already kind of went through college. You went through a little bit of a time to get yourself established in terms of what you want to do and take the time to figure out that forming this band was something that you wanted to do. And then just said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going for it. Yeah, exactly, man. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, lost a few girlfriends along the way, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's all for the better. Yeah. I will say this to that. Same here. <laughs> it, it's yep. it's really interesting. That's one thing I've always been kind of like interested because I keep seeing, especially on social media, all these different people are talking, oh, I'd love to have someone that's like independent, does their own thing, does this, that, just has this drive. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, when they get put in that position, like, okay, you're with someone that is trying to do something for their for themselves they're trying to build up a business or trying to build a band whatever it might be whatever projects they're working on all of a sudden it's just like oh you're not making as much money right now you don't have as much time for me okay i'm leaving but then all of a sudden what happens if you get big then they're coming back like hi remember me and then like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like i like that like uh like the cartoon anime eyes just like fluttering like hi <laughs> Oh, uh, you're too good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Years of practice. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, with today being the first release, I, for one, won't say that I've had any uh, exes reach out to me. How about you guys? Nope. No, <laughs> not, yeah, not, not, not yet. Not, not yet. No. G- awesome. Give it some time. You'd be surprised. I've had it happen to me so far once. And it was right after I found out I was getting my first sponsor. All of a sudden, some reach out to me. I'm like, <laughs> I started laughing. It's yeah. like, I'm like, you jump ship right at the beginning of this thing. So no, just, just no. Yeah. It's okay. like, oh, it's like, oh, cause now I, now, cause I'm like, I, I, I worked for three years on this shit and I'm finally getting that time. Like, Hey, there's some money coming in. This it's just like, Hey, remember me? It's like, no, I, I worked three years for this stuff. You're not just coming in and just being like, so can I reap the benefits now and just do nothing again? I'm going to put it out the, not everybody is like that, but we are talking from experience here because there are times where this has happened. Yeah. Sounds like you have the same mentality as us, man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hell there's like, fr- like on the weekends, it's like, I, I get excited during the weekends and even during the week because there's times it's like, okay, I get to work on all this shit. I get to do as much of this as possible. I get to talk to as many bands as possible. I get to analyze as much music as I want. I get to connect with so many other people and talk about this stuff and create just this whole entire thing where people get in the know with a lot more of the emerging bands and rock and metal, their subgenres today. Just get in the know with more of the music, just grow their musical uh, horizons and their more repertoire with what they like and then connect with people and talk to them and just create this thing that all of a sudden people just want to be like, hey, so what's new? What's, what's coming up? I'm like, I got you covered. but yeah it seems like that like mentality between you guys and like myself is rather similar with that just sort of you know it's you took time to get yourself like out of college and get yourself acclimated to quote-unquote the real world and see where you wanted to fit in with that if it's like if you want to go into that whole entire you know Again, that rather safe lifestyle. If that's what you want to do, then no harm, no foul. If that's what you're going to do, want to do, and that's what's going to drive your happiness, by all means, go for it. But you figured out what you want to do in life, and you're like, you know what? I got one shot at life. Why would I play it safe if this is what I want to do that's going to make me happy? So fuck it. Let's go for it. Dude, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We put pretty much everything we got into this video. Um, You know, our 
finished recording all the songs for our new EP, uh, TBA on the drop date, but we couldn't be more proud of where we're at right now with what we've accomplished right now as a band. Yeah. And especially with us recording this podcast on the day of the release of the single, one thing I got to say is you guys can take that time right now to be like, you know, you can celebrate the fact that you've gotten to a certain point. You've reached a certain goal. It makes a lot of sense that, you know, you guys are like, yeah, fuck yeah, we did this. Woo. But you also have the mindset of, okay, we still got more coming. We got more to work on. We've got more stuff to even pull off. So it's, you're enjoying the moments, but you also know that this isn't the moment. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, we always know there's a boot in the back of our brain, you know, just kicking it constantly. Yeah. We're not done yet, man. There's a lot in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there, you're not done yet, but you are following rule number 32 of Zombieland. Enjoy the little things. Yeah. Yo, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, like I, I can't believe I dropped a Zombieland reference in this podcast right now. So I am feeling <laughs> rather ecstatic about that. <laughs> I can't believe you knew which rule it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I've got a feeling someone's going to end up fact checking me, be like, no, man, it was rule 34 and be like, close enough. Who gives a shit? You guys know what rule I'm talking about. <laughs> Sounding good to us. <laughs> I just, just have the confidence to be like, yeah, it's this one. It's just, you know what? I, I'm fine with that. So whew, I'll take that as a win. But one thing I do want to jump into, of course, is going to be the song Phantom Grace. And the reason I want to jump into it is because, yes, it is the first single you guys came out with. Yes, it's going to be the song that people start to recognize you guys from. So if people are listening like, oh, what's all about Phantom Grace? We want to know all about the song. Boom. This is the perfect time to talk about it. So when I go into the song, one thing I always look at first is, honestly, I try and figure out the meaning of the song. And the reason I do that is because when you figure out the message behind a song, you can see how the instrumentals and how the vocal tones and how the vocal styles really amplify the story or the message trying to be told in that moment because instrumentals and vocals they do a great thing to add this more tangible feeling to sometimes some things that are completely intangible to explain because like people try to explain depression like oh what was it having depression like what was it like to go through you know maybe if you had suicide times what's it like to feel like to be happy it's just if you have trouble explaining you can always point to a song and be like that's what it feels like i got plenty of songs that can do that as well so when it comes to phantom grace what was the idea behind the song and what was the overall mean of it? And I kind of want to see if where your guys' meaning of the song was and where my interpretation was, where everything lines up and where it kind of splits apart. Right. Yeah. I'd like to hear your interpretation first, but we'll give it to you. Um, so, you know, everybody's kind of got their own phantom per se, kind of lingering in the back of their mind, you know, whether it could be anything, you know, um, and I think that we all have our own separate meanings of what our phantoms actually are. But with this song, you know, we were all able to just kind of capture, um, you know, kind of that feeling that we have when that one thing is kind of lingering behind us or dragging us down. And it, uh, you know, we just, we did the best that we could with it with the lyrics and it's, uh, I, I'm stoked for it. Um, you, have any, you guys got anything to add? Help me out here. Uh, I think visually the mirror really speaks a lot because it's something that like you might even see into yourself. And so that way, you know, like for me, even like, you know, my fandom per se is like myself, you know what I mean? And my image and things like that. So the mirror really speaks volumes in that way of things. And that's why it was really put in. Uh, I think it was a big piece of the, the music video for that reason. Yeah. Right. And with that mirror kind of going in different locations, um, you know, a lot of the 
we showed a couple of buddies the music video and at first they didn't even notice the mirror you know they're just stoked on the heavy metal part and that uh, we, we were stoked about that too but um it's it's kind of something that follows you around like no matter where you are what you're doing you have that one thought in the back of your mind that's always kind of watching over you yeah so well, I can totally understand that. And usually when I always bring this stuff up is because when we talk about music, when we talk about the meanings of things, when it comes down to it, it seems like everyone that connects to the song, the core emotion behind it is always the same. But then as we branch off, it's like, okay, where does the meaning become different between your interpretation and mine or anybody else's? The specifics get a little bit different, but it's all based on what we go through in life and what we experience because we all connect with things differently. So when I looked at this song, what I thought was the meaning is about what I think is it takes a look at this personal corruption within ourselves. There are plenty of entities in the outside world that are going to try and take us over personally and corrupt ourselves for their own personal gain. And it could honestly come from multiple different sources, whether it's relationship, family, friends, your job, society, political opposition, political support, many more across there. And it tries to take like a call to action in order to make you realize that this is happy. And the first thing you have to do is eradicate that negativity from you so the healing process can begin. So it kind of takes a look at instead of just, you know, you being the one that's kind of pulling you back, it's outside forces influencing that thought in your head that are keep pulling you back. So it's kind of like you got to just focus on removing that so that you can focus on healing yourself at the same time as well. Moving that phantom of influence that is influencing kind of like who you are yourself and your mind from being what you actually want to be. Sounds like you hit the nail on the head, man. Yeah, that's, that, that, was, was, that, was that was really, really well good. said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was on point. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, man. Then I'll take that as another you. win. Woo! Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take that, take that, <laughs> that. Absolutely. But that's one of the that's when it comes to music. That's one of the most beautiful things about it is because we can get so many different things from it in terms of what we experience and what you guys are coming from too, with having again, more of that personal corruption side to it, but taking a look more directly at yourself instead of some of the things that might be influencing it, which is where I took it. But yeah. the biggest thing about it is again, using that mirror in the music video, because it's constantly having this reflection of yourself. There's a lot of times where people look in the mirror and they hate the person that they see. I've gone through that myself as well, where I've looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize who I was, even though I knew it was me, it looked like me, but looking at myself, it didn't fucking feel like me. And because there was like a, pretty much like what you said, Colin, where you, there's always a certain idea or I mindset that you have in the back of your head that's pushing you in a certain way that you're just stuck on. Whether it's something like, you know, use political support or opposition on something. If it's like, if you're trying to talk to someone that's on a different political opinion than you, and you guys are constantly arguing over something, that opposition can put this certain strain on potentially your relationship or kind of your own thought of yourself too. And it just isn't that healthy. A relationship may be in the same way where all of a sudden, whoever you're in a relationship with might be trying to uh, influence you in a certain way so that instead of you going and trying to do maybe something that you want to do, it's they're trying to manipulate you and influence you to do what they want you to do and completely change you around for who you are. I've seen it happen plenty of times. I've seen it happen per like right in front of my face too. And thankfully the person that was in that relate those relationships and at least the ones I'm thinking of off the top of my head right now got out of those thankfully because at least, well, him and I still talk, but the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because it, it could have gotten real, real bad, real, real fast. But it's just oh. something where you you see this stuff happen. You see the influence that people have over others to try and manipulate them into a certain way. And when you notice that within yourself, that you look in the mirror and you think, I just don't like the person that I, I that my mind has for me. I'm not like the person that I look like I've become. 
that's when you have to take a look at like what are the phantoms that are forcing that and then make that change. Cut those negativity points out of your life and focus on what's going to end up making you feel like you are the person that you are. So when you look in the mirror, you're looking in the mirror and you feel like that is you looking right back at you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. Just dropping insane like inspirational knowledge over everybody. I should have a mic. I should just untwist this, let the mic drop and walk ear. away. I <laughs> say, <laughs> <laughs> but that, if I did that, that would be bad on a number of reasons. One, because all of a sudden now the mic drops and I might break my mic. And then two, I have to spend more money on fixing this yeah, stuff, don't which do that. <laughs> yeah, after, yeah. after looking at that credit card uh, statement, motherfucking <laughs> 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 yikes. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> you just they bail you out. <laughs> oh God. Hopefully the sponsors bail me out. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but going even further into the song as well, because definitely taking a look at it with the tone of the overall song, it does definitely have a heavier vibe to it, especially, you know, when you're seeing thinking metal, heavy metal, metalcore, you're going to have a heavier vibe to it. And with the vocals, you're having this complete unclean style. So bringing out that more raw emotion to it, especially for someone who really gets into that kind of stuff with really connecting with that raw emotion. And with the raw, raw sound, because that's just, again, how my mind works. It really hits spot on in terms of just kind of showing all the potential negativity that that phantom has within your mind in terms of pulling you away from who you are and kind of the anger that it takes and the motivation that it takes to really build yourself up to potentially remove those negativity points away. Even if it is an idea within yourself that you cause to find a way to remove that so that you're focused on more of the positivity in life so that you're not so stuck in on this feeling of doom and gloom. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a heavy song for a reason, man. Like everything about it is just like dark and heavy. And I feel like the instruments had to match the vocals, you know? So it had to, like everything had to be like this, like our Mosh song, man. That's our, that's our Mosh song. Like it's definitely the, probably the heaviest song on the EP. At least maybe second vocally. heaviest. Vocally, definitely yeah. probably one of the heaviest. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I will say, man, uh, I wrote the song, I wrote the lyrics, and I sent them to Bobby one night, and I just said, "Hey, man, I, I was in a vibe. Like, can you match this with the style of music and everything?" And just from there, man, it just took right off. And I think that might have been a good reason to go about it too, just because again, if you're really getting that vibe and you're putting it in the lyrics, then Bobby, you're able to kind of just take that vibe, take that emotion. And really feel that within the lyrics and then able to put something out there in terms of a construction behind the song that's going to match the overall feel that the vocals are putting out as well. So you're matching the instrumentals and the vocals to, again, really put that message out there and tell that story and potentially even influence people to basically kind of take back their own lives in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of strange because, like, usually, uh, like, the instruments come first and the vocals come later. But this time it was like vocals first then just wrote to fit that vibe and the feel and it was weird me and bobby had this like t- telecommunication going going on and yeah. you know once i wrote it he was able just to pick it right up where i was coming from and he's like oh my god dude like a week later he had pretty much the track laid out for me like let's let's get to work on this thing yeah and that could just and that could have been like some sort of weird emotional connection that you guys potentially shared due to the fact that you might have gone through something similar. So all of a sudden, when kind of when you're putting down those lyrics, all of a sudden Bobby's seeing that and 
it's reminding him of something that's rather similar to what you were talking about in terms of emotion. All of a sudden, he's able to articulate that and transform that and put that down in terms of some heavy-ass guitar riff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, it's crazy how it all came about. I can't explain it. Like, it just happened, and I'm very glad it happened the way it did. And then these guys threw their two cents onto it, too, after it really juiced it up, and oh, it's just it's been great. Right. And then when it came down to, like, the video shoot, like, Ian kind of directed us a little bit, and he's in my mind, I knew like what I was thinking of when I wrote all these lyrics and, you know, bringing it back to that moment during the music video shoot, I think of all those like little things again during each lyric segment. And how do I actually feel to translate this into a video? Cause we've obviously never done like a video shoot or anything like that before. So it was really neat just to kind of hear his perspective on it too. And he's just like, let it all out, man. Like just show, try to show exactly what you mean when you're, when you're screaming these. I think that also can go for like when you're recording the vocals as well, due to the fact that, especially from a listener standpoint, we kind of can pick out if all of a sudden when you're trying to sing about something or talk about something that's, you know, more heavily emotional, just really has this more deep meaning behind it that might really connect within something of your own life. But it just feels like the vocals are just like not matching that energy. It's kind of like, okay, that's cool. Like I get where you're going with this, but with the vocals, it just, at times, you know, you feel like you just don't believe that the person is really kind of talking about that. So hearing that and just hearing the idea behind it, where it's, you want to make sure that everything you do in terms of vocals, so even with the music video, the way it's recorded, the way it's shot, the way that it's uh, made and everything about it, that it basically puts out the intensity of the message of the song that you're trying to put out with alongside with the vocal tones alongside with the backing instrumentals at the same point yeah like it's you know it's tough to match them all and i'm i'm really stoked that you were able to kind of pick it out to be like yeah these are all like very in line like it's a raw raw emotion and you know everything to kind of couple along with it this is why I've been I've been doing this shit for three years now. So I kind of <laughs> built it on myself. Honestly, if I went back and looked at like some of the stuff I like looked at and reviewed, like right when I started out this stuff, I look back and I'm like, yeah, you can definitely tell I did not really know much about what I was talking about. Now I'm like, you know what? I've got my own side. I'm flowing with it. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, when did I when did I come into it? Like I came. I mean, you guys had the you had it all mapped out, ready to yeah. go. Yeah, I think uh, we had it probably mixed and mastered at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like when they brought me in, when I first when I first heard it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, man. we hadn't like, showed anybody, is, and we we're like, "This yeah. is insane." Yeah. And so when I game. got asked to be a part of, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I want to throw whatever I got into it. Whatever mm-hmm. you guys need me, you know." Yep. I loved it, so I'm glad I got to, you know, be into it, and yeah. Definitely a crazy, crazy journey being a part of that. So yeah, doesn't seem like it was a hard decision to join in Shallows then on your end. No, no, no. not at all. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I took like what five seconds. <laughs> it was about three, but we'll give you the benefit of that. Yeah. We're, 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 I'll yeah, say we'll give you the buffer of two seconds. Yeah, yeah, two seconds. Yeah, we'll deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty picky with who we let in the band. Honestly, that's why it's a four piece still, and it's, it'll probably be like that for probably ever you know because like we're just we're all really good friends which is really nice <laughs> and being really good friends is going to be something that's going to end up really being an asset in the long run the reason behind that is because you never know what's going to end up happening when you guys are making music what ideas each guy is going to end up having in terms of a different song what you guys are going to bring to the table say all this 
excuse me, say all of a sudden Nick has a crazy idea to try something because say he was listening to something like, you know, just listening to death metal or listening to like pop rock or something. Who the hell knows what it might be? I don't know. But say you got this idea because you're listening to this thing, you got inspired, like, okay, I want to put this part in here, even though necessarily on paper doesn't make sense, but you've got an idea that it might work. But the fact you guys are all friends, you're going to end up having this trust to just try it out, even though it might not make sense on paper. There's plenty of bands I've talked to that have done that where it's like, oh yeah, this, this person in the band, they end up writing this riff or something. It's in like, you look on paper, it's like, and you hear about it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. All of a sudden you put it on top of everything, you put it together and you're just thinking, holy shit, we got a hit on our hands. It could easily happen like that. But in order to be able to do something like that and constantly trying different things to potentially make your music as more, even like more dynamic as it already is, that trust there is going to be paramount to open the door for that. Oh, 100%, man. Like we've already noticed since bringing these guys in, like having them in the recording studio with us, everybody brings their own like little piece to the puzzle and it's something that me or bobby never would have thought of and it's coming right. from cam and nick and it's like damn like yeah where'd you come up with that like, that's <laughs> yeah. it's just like pushing each other to be better you know it's like yeah go ahead do it yeah, yeah. you know we can always delete it or change it or try it. like yeah. why not you know so we're always pushing each other just do that next thing and yeah. just try something new i mean right we're all the same age we uh we listen to like the same amount of metal bands and yeah, you know, same influences, and it's I think it kind of really intertwines things with us. Yeah, and when you're recording stuff as well, it's not like the old days where everything's on tape. I mean, you're recording stuff; it's all digital. So if something doesn't work out, oh, you just delete it. Who really cares? Yeah. But it, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but the other part about it too is if you guys are willing to try different things in terms of okay, we're gonna try this maybe on this song to see if it works out. And if it does work out, then holy hell, you got a hit on your hands. If it does work out again, you can always try something different. You can always remix in a different way to see what ends up working. You can find these different ideas with that trust being there. But the other part about it too is I completely just lost my train of thought. Shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> I had something for this, but I completely fucking lost it. I think and we were I'm, talking about what each person can add and how you can delete things. But um. No, I, I know I, I had something for this and now I feel like crap because I'm like, I'm, I, I, I know where I was going with it, but I just can't remember exactly how I was going to get there. And then I completely lost the thought. Now I'm pissed because it's the first time in the podcast I've ever completely lost my train of thought on something. You know, sounded pretty good too, man. I was pumped to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I was building up to it. I'm like, this is going to be great. And I'm like, motherfucker, I can't believe I blew that. <laughs> Shoot it, because I'm trying to think. It was something about, okay, so it was like potential deletes. Oh, no, I know exactly where I was going with that now. Okay, so if you guys are constantly willing to try these different things, and yeah, you can always delete them if it doesn't work, but then what ends up happening is what happens when you complete the full song? All of a sudden, you might be wondering, what if we did this idea? What if we did this idea? Then you already tried that idea. You're not going to end up being having to look back and potentially wonder and have those different what ifs and regret maybe not trying something. If you try all these different things and all these different ideas that you guys had for a certain song and you found out the one that really works, then you're not going to be looking back thinking, I wish you could have done something a little bit different on that one. It's like, no, if we wanted to, if, if we, like, we thought about this idea, we tried it, it just didn't work. So right. you're going to get yeah. away from that potential regret moment. Very similar to what we were talking about earlier with the whole entire thing with life where you guys start in this band because it's what you want to do. Had you continue to play it incredibly safe, come like, you know, 40, 50 years from now, you guys are going to be, you know, probably old, still all hanging out together, sitting by a pool or something. 
But then you'd be wondering still, damn, I wish we would have started that band we thought about back, you know, in 2019, 2020. Now you're not going to regret that because you're going to, you're doing it. And if it works out for the best, then you can always say, yeah, it fucking happened. But on the flip side, and this is for anybody as well. If you try, if you want to try something and you don't, it doesn't succeed the way you want it to succeed. When you look back at it later in life, what you're going to think is, hey, I tried. So you're not going to regret you know, have those what ifs or have those regrets. It's like, yeah, I tried. So at least I knew. Yeah, absolutely. Zero regrets, man. We're just, yeah. <laughs> you can't have any, man. Yeah. You really can't. <laughs> no, no. Everything's turning out amazing. Yeah. So that's going to be your next set, too. You guys get no regrets. Not even a no letter. No regrets. Yeah, right here. No regrets right here. The, the, the yeah. yeah. I got a whole other side of the sack open. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like regrets. Oh, my, okay. If you got us, you got the bags of one and you got the other side that says no regrets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That <laughs> would be something. That would be something. But right, jumping, I got to jump back into Phantom Grace because one yeah, thing yeah. that stuck out to me, it was right when I first heard it from the intro because it way you kind of started out, it had this like softer piano style that then built up this more melodic, heavy metalcore style, well-spaced outbursts in the drumming as the guitars really pick up alongside the pacing of the song. And I got to ask, what was the idea of bringing that softer piano and intro of this song really getting into the full-on more heavy melodic metalcore style that the song ended up having? Oh man, I don't even know. Uh, so like, I wrote that in my room on a on GarageBand, <laughs> and I loved it. And like, I I just we just couldn't get rid of it. And like all the guys loved it. And it really just set the tone. I think to start the song, like it sets us really good to set the tone, and then it ends it really well too. I feel like it made it more heartfelt. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it, it adds it, a little. It made it more. It's like, like passionate, like intimate, like creeping in. It's like in an intimate way. feeling, and then like you don't know where this phantom's gonna go, and it gets heavy, and then it's like no matter what, that phantom is always there, and then we still get that piano beat at the end where yeah. the phantom is still lingering in there, yeah. and it's just got this like super creepy tone, but like like you said, melodic, and it just it seemed to just fit it so well yeah. that we couldn't get rid of it. Oh, I totally understand that every step of the way because even when I'm looking at what I wrote, I said what I think I like most about this part is how the piano stays consistently melodic throughout this whole entire part of the song. It really creates more of this melodic and contemplative feel to the song with the backing metalcore on the other side being so heavy. So it does add more of this genuineness to it because a lot of times whenever you're listening to a song with more rock and metal bass that has like some sort of piano put in there or maybe some sort of like violin strings put in there, you always get this feeling of more of like kind of like potential epic, but also potential like, you know, more drawn back contemplative softer kind of feel where you're going to end up diving a little bit deeper into yourself for the song instead of just you know looking at potentially what it is at face value it it creates a little bit more of a need for a deeper emotional look through mm. yeah yeah definitely like is that your favorite part of the song oh that's just my analyzation on the intro okay <laughs> hey man when i when i, no. when I look when I look through songs and I deep dive them, I go through each part, man. I'm not. Oh, I don't, really? Yeah, I see that. I like it though. Yeah. See, um, I don't skip out, especially with this beat. Most interested about, like, what, what was that? Did you have a part you were like most interested about, or like a part that you liked the most that you really wanted to like? Well, let. Well, how about we just keep rolling through yeah, this so that not only you guys get to take a look at what I like really gotten deep with the song, but so everyone else listening, if they haven't listened to the song yet, they can be like, holy shit, let's see what this is about. And then we can also see the reactions together. So, and I'm only looking at the instrumentals at this point. 
your vocals are going to come second. Trust me on that. I didn't skip out on those, but I was looking at the instrumentals as a bass as well, because it kind of has, it's like two separate, but equal parts at the same time. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, when it comes to the verse in the song, that more melodic feel still is there from the guitars as the drums are really focusing on this, he- like heavier on the rapid backing with that kind of a burst feel. I said, but the key here is where the mix is really more drawn back with the lighter guitar kind of over it. And I said, with more melodic backing, this really does stand out as we are looking to create more of this anger of a personal corruption you feel, like really kind of build up that emotion of just, you know, you got to fight against it. And the more melodic style behind the song creates more of this sinking in feeling that the corruption takes hold of you with. So it's kind of like you're seeing this corruption with whatever that, that mindset is kind of take hold with that more melodic style. And again, the bursting from the drums, but you're feeling that lighter guitar tone over it as well with the mix to really bring out this feeling of, you know, you got to rise up against this. So it's kind of like you're seeing it happen. You're It's like kind of like that beginning of that realization moment right here. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Like it's a, uh... Like the drums just kick out. Like I think the drums really drive this song a lot. Like like you said, like the guitar kind of you know is there, but the drums like the rhythm. It's a really rhythm oriented song. Like it's just it's all with the rhythm. I feel like man, and it, it just it pummels you, and that's you know the whole time playing the song. It's like I the first thing I follow is the drum. It's yeah, just the, the the drum is yeah. just yeah. rapid fire. Like yeah, it doesn't really let it, up. No, it it doesn't it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't let up all the, the whole time. It's in your face, you know. Yeah, it doesn't let up, but the thing that helps to keep more of that like melodic sense to it is the fact that it's because it's heavy, it's in your face, and it's rapid, but it's not continuous like a all the way. Oh, yeah. It's like a, yeah, yeah. like you get that bursting kind of feeling. Something that I would ex- kind of honestly expect from like you know more melodic metal, like something I expect on a Ghost Inside track, where potentially like, you're getting like this faster kind of style up front as well but you're also getting this like bursting drum feel so like okay now this is up front but it also helps create the melodic feel that these guitars are gonna end up going with as well to really bring forward this kind of weird contrast in a way but again you've seen it work out before i'm seeing it work out in your music as well within shallow so it does make sense and when you listen to it especially on the final mix the master file of it that's gonna be you know you can find it on any streaming service you can download it. You can purchase it. You can watch the YouTube video. You're going to be able to see this from here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yep. Watch uh, away. Yeah. Listen away. Yeah, yes, just, please. 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 <laughs> <laughs> now I got to feel like I just got to go, just keep plugging. Just keep plugging. Just keep yeah. plugging, plugging, plugging. Yep. What do we do? We plug your music on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So jumping a little bit even further in the song, because then all of a sudden there's the pre-chorus of the song. We get the heavy melodic burst off from all the instrumentals with the higher consistent electric piece over the whole entire thing. And I actually really like this because we are connecting back to the intro with the electronic backing. We are connecting the heavier stuff with the melodic backing as well. We're able to potentially bring the piano even back into the chorus if we wanted to. So with the pre-chorus, it really created more of this connecting feel to even the intro of the song. But what it also did was it opened up the chorus to really anything. So you're really letting that whole entire feel come forward. So honestly, in terms of the message of the song, it's when that realization that take action moment could could happen to kind of just go against those phantoms that are kind of holding you back. It's this could go any different way. It's like what kind of style you're going to take with. It really leaves this song open to a lot of interpretation coming out of the pre-chorus into the chorus. I mean, 
yeah yeah i mean that's i think that's that's the perfect way to go about it you know what i mean yeah it's you know you want to you want to leave people wondering you know so yeah you kind of like, just want to leave it open to them in a way yeah it's you yeah. don't want to you know you want to have a story for everybody you know what i mean you don't yeah. want it to be just your story you want people to relate to it you know so mm -hmm. i mean anybody who can put their story into it is that's that's better for us you know what i mean yeah so well, that's why even uh, Dave Grohl even said there's something like why misses live music so much because you're going to have 85,000 people singing a song back to you for 85,000 different reasons. And the reason why a song construction like what you have here with Phantom Grace, what it's going to end up doing is, especially in that pre-chorus, it's, it's, it's opening up the potential for not only your sound to create something, but it's opening the potential for everyone to kind of put their own spin on it as well in terms of connecting with that emotion of personal corruption within themselves but it opens up to literally let you feel a little bit more of the specifics within yourself, whether you've experienced this within just yourself with you battling yourself, you know, my own worst enemy kind of thing, or if it's with other people that are around you. Right. Well, like Colin said, I mean, we all, you know, have our own, you know, phantom. So we expect anybody who to listen to it has their own phantom and takes the song however they want to, you know, attacking their own phantom. So, and it's, and it's not like it's just you guys that have phantoms or even myself as family. It's we all have phantoms in life and it could easily be ourselves. Or you could be the happiest, go luckiest, nicest person in the world and you're still going to have a phantom of your dad trying to ground you. I'm looking at Leopold Butterstotch in South Park for that one. <laughs> yeah. Also because Butters is my favorite oh, character and I will fight to the death on that one. He is the best South Park character of all time. He's better than Randy Marsh. He's better than Eric Cartman because when he gets mad, <gasps> holy shit. <laughs> you better watch out. You better watch out. Do you know what I am saying? <laughs> no, no. Okay, so Zombieland reference, South Park reference. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm on a roll today. Oh, you're killing oh, it, man. Loving it, man. Yeah. Loving it. Italian them off over here. <laughs> yeah. Man, I should have had a beer for this. But okay, so with that pre-chorus, it opens up a lot to interpretation in the chorus as well to really let you get this full feel. And when we got to the chorus... You, what I got was you guys kept the more melodic styles of the song with more of the focus on the melodic chug that's behind this with heavier guitars and more spaced out bursts on the drum as well. But they needed something in here to create more of that contemplative and even a potential realization feel to take action. The song really needed to better match up with the message. And all I can say is we got that because we got in the form of the melodic piano coming back. It just is a great way to reconnect that personal emotion within it. It's just like we said earlier, when you feel a P when you hear a piano in a song, when you feel it, it gives you more of this deeper emotional connection to it. It just, because whenever we hear songs that are basically based on the piano, we get this more emotionally. I mean, think about hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. My God, anytime you hear that on the piano, it's just like Jesus freaking Christ. It just going to end up hitting you in the heartstrings of what, whoever you yep. are. And oh, so yeah. bringing a piano like that, it ends up bringing back some of those emotions in terms of connecting within your inner self and realizing something. So even with a heavier, more melodic metalcore kind of style on here, bringing that piano piece back into the chorus was a huge move to make sure the song completely connected on every step of the way. So Colin, yes, when I if there is a fair part of my song, it's the chorus when you guys bring the piano back in. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> I'm glad you like that, man. It it just it wouldn't be the same without without the piano in there. Like it just it would not be the same at all. And we tried it without like we started with piano and then let it go yeah. away, but it just didn't fit that vibe. Yeah, there's so it ended up fit putting it through the whole song and that yeah. 
Oh, it's that like, was a game changer. There's sure. that trying thing, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, Instead of exactly. more cowbell, it was more piano. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you're, you're literally seeing what we just talked about maybe 15 minutes ago in action right here. You're seeing the fact that you're putting together this song that really is going to end up having this larger impact emotionally that you're going to try and go with if that piano is in there. And then when you take it out and then when you're working on it, it's like, okay, you might be working on something else that's going to end up impacting it, but it's just not going to give that same emotional connection that the piano is going to end up giving if you bring it back in the chorus. When you bring it back, it's going to end up having that power that you want. So you bring it back into the chorus and then bing, bang, boom, you've got this grander feel to the song over this melodic metalcore sound that just yeah. creates that instance of if you are trying to realize that you have this phantom that's in you're trying to figure out what it is in order to take action against it. The piano brings out that feel of you are finally realizing what it is, whether it's yourself or some other person that's influencing you or persons for that matter. Or if you already realize that, you know, back in like the first verse, what ends up happening is, is it kind of gives you a little bit more of a liberation feel because now you know how to attack this thing, remove that negativity. It's you have that plan and you have that inspiration to basically kick it to the curb. No, exactly. <laughs> yep. So to kind of close out the overall instrumentals, because in the longer bridge that's in between, and it or in the longer bridge and in between the second verse and the final chorus, we end up getting the lead guitar to play with an overall lighter sound with the drums and the other backing strings to pretty much lay along with the heavier, more bursty melodic sound. The lighter guitar in this one also adds that realization moment and feel that in order to fix our problems, we're going to have to remove that negativity that is corrupting us at any given moment. And folks, then the melodic backing really keeps this style and keeps this thought process going. So even for the people that really got the feel of, you know, the realization moment, this is kind of more that call to action moment with the lighter guitars because, again, you're realizing what has to be done. So it's kind of cool where all of a sudden, no matter where you start out in the song in terms of if it's just trying to realize what that phantom is or trying to figure out how to eradicate that phantom. No matter what, by the time you get to the end of the song, you kind of have this inspiration to eradicate that phantom no matter what. It's it's a real cool vibe kind of going through it with both different mindsets. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a crazy way to look at it too, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that's exactly what we're going for though. Yeah, I mean, yeah like, in a way, it really is. like Trying to help people out, you know? <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I would say the number one message is kind of just like, do what you need to do mentally to kind of overcome that, you know, that step that you need to get rid of that phantom with. And, you know, for me, it's eight years of bad luck breaking that mirror, but that's like the pivotal point of the whole video for me is like, it, that's like breaking away from breaking away from it all of it. Just like, right. That's even you know, but you know, that mirror break, that could be, anything else you know i could be blocking a number or, you know doing whatever you need to do to you know take whatever it is or just delete that person from your life or whatever you're yeah, looking at that's your phantom just to get yeah with that job whatever <laughs> it is yeah yeah it could be that cutoff moment for people to relate to it's okay you're seeing when you look in the mirror and you see yourself and you don't like what you see in the mirror I mean, you're going to get angry and all of a sudden what's going to happen? You're going to want to smash that mirror and start. And that's the kind of the feeling where you're going to start making those changes. Whether it's going to be, say you're in a relationship with a guy or whoever, you're, whoever you want to be with and they are end up kind of manipulating you to be a certain way that you don't want to be and you're trying to find a way to get out of it because it's not making you recognize the person you in the mirror. Yeah, you're going to want to break that mirror because you're going to want to make that change, but it's going to be that symbolism, the inspire to make that change. Or if it's leaving a job that is completely draining the life out of you. Yeah, I had that one myself as well. There's a lot. Of, or even if it's something within yourself where all of a sudden you break the mirror and it kind of feels like, you know, 
you broke this inner demon inside. You physically saw this happen by breaking that mirror. So it's not eight years of bad luck. No, it's a symbolic action to take against something that is within yourself to completely yeah. begin to eradicate. It has that symbolism. It has that imagery behind it. So when you're able to pull off something like that, you're going to end up just feeling inspired to all of a sudden get back to the person you want to be, get back to that happiness feel and feel just this overall blissfulness within your life when you eradicate those phantoms. Yeah. Well, well put right there. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a huge, huge turning, turning point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you break that mirror, like yeah. you're saying, it's just like turning that, just that new chapter, yeah. a new leaf, you know, yeah. a new beginning. Oh, absolutely. And it's something that in, in life, Honestly, we're all going to need at one point. Some of us, more than one point. But the fact of the matter is, is I mean, I'll even ask you guys. Take a look back at when you guys were 21 years old. If like, I mean, Colin, for you as well, when you graduated college. If you guys, other guys, the other guys, you, if you guys went to college, kind of do the same thing. Or if not, whenever, kind of like, let's go back to 21. That might be a good way to put it. Yeah. So at that moment, take like think back where you thought your life was going to be and what you want to do with life back when you were 21. Is it the same? Is now or is it not the same? No. I can't tell you how many mirrors I've actually broken in my life, but I, I'm stoked that I broke them because it's it's got me through each individual situation that get me a little bit higher in my own mind, you know? Yeah. To kind of keep continuing succeeding in whatever whatever adventure I take on. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of the point I wanted to make as well, because I kind of, I forgot who I was talking to about this, but I'm like, if I look, went back, told myself five years ago, this was a couple of days. I actually asked this, went back, told myself five years ago. It's like what I was doing. 21 year old me would probably laugh in my face and be like, you're a fucking loser. Well, now if I, <laughs> now if I told him I actually have sponsors for this stuff, he'd be like, oh my God, you're doing something. What the hell? It's like, it would completely change the game. But I'm like, before when I asked this, like guy would have called my 20 year old self would have called me a completely fucking loser who did, who just was, had this like warped sense of reality. And I just be thinking, yeah, wait till life kicks you in the ass kid. And it's because when we go through life, when we kind of just finally get out into that point of, you know, early twenties, when we, we kind of can't be in college anymore, kind of on our own in a way, in terms of being open to the world experiences, we're going to find out that stuff that we liked, we just don't anymore. Visions that we had for ourselves are just not going to work it and cut it because it doesn't make us happy when we actually have them. So while we have to reevaluate what's going to make us happy and we're going to have to break those mirrors of this inner idea for ourselves so that we can force ourselves into this way that we're going to end up trying to live life the way that's going to make us happy instead of trying to play it safe in the way that we thought was going to make us happy or potentially play it in a way that is going to make other people happy but not ourselves. Kind of like living for somebody else like if you're Parents, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, other members of your family, other people that are influencing around you. It's like, oh, they have an idea for your life and you're going to do this, but you don't want to do it. It's kind of trying to find a way to break away from that. I mean, I'm talking about break away from family, friends. Maybe, I don't know what you guys went through. I don't know the specifics behind it. There could be a lot more dynamics in play. That's for all the listeners as well. But it just shows this moment of as time changes, we're going to find out different things about ourselves. When we find out what makes us happy and what we want to go after, if we have these preconceived notions of what our life is going to be like, we're going to look in the mirror. We're going to see those preconceived notions. And what's the best way to get rid of those preconceived notions in a literal symbolism sense? Break that motherfucking mirror. 
We'll call. We'll have Colin break the mirror. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just have call, call Colin. He'll break all your mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> call me up. <laughs> so I, I've got a feeling like in a couple of years, you guys are going to do another music video that's going to kind of be like a callback to this one. And you're going to have this like giant wrecking ball that Colin's going to be like operating and there's going to be a bunch of mirrors on the ground and he's just going to let the wrecking ball go and just boom. Let's do it. I'm going to be like Miley. I'm going to be riding that wrecking ball. <laughs> All the while, while Bobby's looking at Sledgehammer. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Wouldn't surprise me. I'll direct the wrecking ball for you. <laughs> Like, you're going to see – it's going to be nice. You're going to see the wrecking ball just go back. He's going to be just, like, riding all of a sudden. You're going to see the outtakes. It's going to be like, stop. Stop. It's too fast. Let me down. Let me down. What the hell, Cam? Stop, please. And then Nick's just going to be in the background going. (laughs) And Bobby's still going to be looking at Sledgehammer, and he's going to just, you know, basically bring out his inner Triple H at that point, just like. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) with short shorts you gotta have you gotta have the the super short wrestling tights on while you're doing it it just makes it fun you don't want to see that oh Oh my god yeah that's perfect that's what it's it's perfect I can't lie. Oh, man. We'll lose all fans. <laughs> I think you gained a lot of fans, honestly. Uh, the right fans. He's got hair. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like, these oh, fans man. are loving this. But one other thing that we come into with the song Phantom Grace is, of course, we went through all the instrumentals and stuff. But what about the vocals? Because that's something we got to talk about as well, me thinks. So let's do this. So when it comes to the vocals, again, first thing, of course, in the intro, because it kind of has this blank piece of instrumentals, where all of a sudden the unclean vocals come in shouting, there is no escape. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? And it does set up this song for feeling like, again, that there's nothing we can do about this because we've been letting ourselves get corrupted for so long. It's interesting to start like this because it's, we're talking about this kind of different style and different theme of going against this corruption. But this is the initial idea of, you know, you're taking the setting, the scene of whatever that phantom is, is having this grasp on you that you can't get away from. And it's kind of like, again, this phantom's, you know, last dis- last, last ditch attempt to hang on. And it's just from that one unclean vocal where the instrumentals have this blank piece over it. And also because then it takes the intro in that full transitional more melodic metalcore style it's a great transitional piece to have in there to really bring the heaviness in from a different standpoint where you have like the piano intro and all of a sudden here comes, there's no escape. And all of a sudden, just goes nuts. It's like, okay, we're definitely set up for this shit. <laughs> yeah, bring your seatbelt with you. Buckle up, buddy. Oh, well, good. Well, but my seatbelts are broken, so I'm definitely going through the windshield on that one then. You better hug that seat. You better hug that seat. I'm trying. <laughs> don't let me go see don't let me go <laughs> but as we continue on through the vocals well because in the verses the unclean vocals are slightly a little bit more you know i would say audible in terms of you can kind of clearly pick out the lyrics a little bit more so they're not as rough in terms of the unclean but they are really the driving force behind the whole melodic feel and construction to the song 
and it is a good move in order to try and let the message sink in the same way that uh, that the corruptor did to you kind of like people that are going to end up corrupting you even if it's yourself or the outside forces it's not going to be something that's going to be quick it's going to be something that's going to have to sink in you know because it's, it's not going to be something that happens over time like a lot of these things they take time and it's a, more of like a sinking feeling but when it came to like the f- vocal style and the verses especially with the more melodic construction I'm melodic always feel like kind of like you know the message is going to have to sink into you it's going to have to really kind of be pulled into you instead of just like you know punch you in the face kind of way again that's kind of the way the melodic sound goes but the way you went about this again it lets that message of we have to fight back against these corruptors against these phantoms it lets it sink in so we actually start to understand it and that's where we start to build the connection within ourselves on this song in terms of what is the thing that is uh the phantom for us again whether it's ourselves or somebody else around us yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean like i guess the intro to it but it's just kind of it's setting the tone it's you know it's kind of the first thing people hear and it's we want it to be heavy we want to hit you in the face with it and yeah we just we want to kind of put that vibe out there and just let people ride with it yeah yeah we were going to start off soft (laughs) we wanted to be heavy and we want people to know how like we feel how Colin feels, how Nick feels, how Cam feels, like right off the bat, and yeah, you can't waste any time with it. Yeah, yeah, no time to be wasted. Yeah. Can't waste any time. You know, you gotta let your feeling out right, right then and there. So uh-huh. push it out. No, absolutely, don't waste time about it. But li- but you guys use like especially when it came to the uh, intro and the verse on this. You use the time wisely in terms of letting that message sink in where you didn't let it drag on for too long. You kept the heaviness in there to, again, kind of have that sinking feeling be a little bit more like, you know, it's not just sinking in you. It's like being, it's like you got like whatever the message is, it's on your chest and then someone's like pushing down and trying to get it into you instead of just letting it like, okay, it's going to lay on your chest and now it's going to be inside you in 48 hours. No, no, no. It's like, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a slow fight. Yeah. yeah. It, Slowly it's, fighting it off. Yeah, it's 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 like a honestly, it's like an MMA fight or UFC fight when they're on the ground and it's just like, okay, what the hell is going on with these guys? It's like, okay, they've got one guy's got one guy in a lock, the other guy's trying to reverse it or also just try and survive it till the end of the round. So trying to breathe through the chokehold. <laughs> yeah, and then not end up like Conor McGregor versus uh, God, who did he tap out? What he tapped out to Diaz? Not looking like, oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be that. No. Oh, absolutely not. And then jumping in the pre-chorus, we get the same melodic style of vocal, but the real difference comes with the more guttural tone on the unclean vocals. And I like the very little switch up here in order to really try and drive some of the difference from the verse to the pre-chorus. It adds not only more to the heaviness, but more of a serious feel to the song. Like, okay, like this, this phantom is a serious issue that is holding you back. And if you don't realize it now, you have to. Like, it really puts more of that pressure on there and really puts more of the urgency on the fact that if you let this phantom continue to manipulate you, that life is going to end up passing you by. And by the time, you know, say you're 85, 90 years old and you're living in a nursing home and you're wondering, what did I do with my life? This is kind of like that wake-up call of, if you don't change, you're going to be that person that's sitting there and the first thing you're going to have on your plate when you wake up is regret. Right. Yeah. That's like one of my biggest fears. (laughs) Like it always has been was just like passing life by it gets, I mean, once you get older, it goes by faster and faster. And, you know, I'm glad that we are able to do this right now in our lives. Like everything meshed together perfectly. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I feel like was, the more and more like 
listen to the song it's like there's it's, I've, I've found like in the back of my head listening to the song there's like a timer like for it you know what i mean like there's a timer that goes along with the song like you have to fight this off before this timer goes off you know like before it's too late you have to fight this off or you're just gonna regret it for the whole your whole life yeah. right you know what i mean so like, it's like, and like you were saying I mean, you could really kind of feel it like it yeah like it's, it's like, on time yeah. like you could feel that like and that's something we're going for it's like yeah you don't just want to hear it you want to feel it yeah you know like you feel that intensity and you feel yeah. like i can do this type of thing and yeah it's super intense and that's definitely like definitely what we're going for i mean yeah Oh yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, you know, with the switch up of the high and the lows too, and like, I think uh, we just did a really good job of like driving those main points home. It's kind of like a mental and internal saw trap in a way. <laughs> I feel that because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like you're seeing because like any, watch any saw movie. I mean, I'm trying to think of a good one. Like watch the intro to Saw two, and they do the Venus flytrap one, and you're seeing the countdown coming. The kids trying to like pry his other eye open so he can get the key out of there, but. You've seen the clock countdown is just like, you know, the anticipation is building up because when that clock runs out and if he did not get that key, you know, like he didn't get that key, the trap's going to close on his head and, you know, we're going to have a dead guy in our hands. It's kind of in a mental kind of way with kind of this song. It's you're seeing that the fact that you realize that this is happening, you realize what the danger is ahead of you. And if you're not able to pass by that phantom, pass by that corruptor and defeat that, then it's just going to end up taking you over to the point where you're not going to be able to get out of it. It honestly, it might potentially even kill your inner self in terms of like your own happiness as well. And when you look back in life, when you get old and it's, if you look at that and pinpoint that, that again, that point in time where you realize that, but you didn't do anything about it. When you wake in the morning, again, the first thing that's going to be on your calendar, first thing that's going to be on your plate in the morning is going to be regret. That's going to be the first thing. It's going to be the last thing. It's going to be over everything else. No matter what you do, you're always going to end up having that feeling as you go, as you kind of get go on in life. And again, it seems like I'm kind of shooting the shit on that one because I'm only 26 years old bringing that up. But a couple, there's two things on there. One, I've talked with many different people that are older than me and they kind of do say the same thing. So I'm like, if there's a lot of other people saying it, then I think it's going to be true. The other reason I say that is because shit, I've already gone through some stuff myself and had I not done stuff that I, if I kind of stuck with that, you know, like again, that cards against humanity card of go to college, get a job, get married, have some kids, buy some shit, move to Florida and die. I'd be fucking miserable right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we all would be. Yeah. 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 Why do you think it took me two seconds to be in the band? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, it went from five seconds to two seconds now. Okay. So we're yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm going to be honest now. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting real now. Yeah, we're getting real now. Yeah. 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 But continue off the vocals because the last piece I have with this is the chorus. In the chorus, the vocals really don't change up from that melodic feel to them, but the tone starts to get out of that more guttural and gets to be more of the verse style as it goes on. So it's a little bit more clear, a little more of that realization feel. And I do understand what's going on here, but I'm going to be completely honest on this point. I can see where in this point of the song, it can it tend to get a little bit stale because the melodic vocal feel with the instrumental is really flowing along with the whole entire thing. We really don't get that much of a change from what the verses and the pre-chorus had in terms of the overall flow. They do stay loyal to the emotion they're trying to portray in the message, which is absolutely paramount in this song. So I do understand, but I can do potentially see where people might be like, this song does kind of get a little bit, you know, samey in a way. But the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I want if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be, uh, if I'm gonna analyze this song, I want to be completely honest with you guys on this one. However, once again, like I'm gonna say it again, the loyalty to the emotion of the song and the storytelling of this is still there, especially with that melodic style. It's just me. I could just see where potentially somebody might be like, you know, I like this, but it does feel like it kind of gets that more melodic consistency throughout it. So 
I'm I'm not trying to bash the song. I'm just want to be honest with you guys with my interpretation right. of it. Right. No, right. Well, we got to look at it from all angles. You know? Yeah, we gotta, yeah. It's not we're never take it like that. So. Yeah. yeah, I could see why people would want to tap out even halfway through, or if they're just trying to listen to it politely, just to say, hey, no, you know, we want to check out your song. But even if they're not in the screaming, then I could definitely see it getting that way. But um, you know, I just it's our first song, and I'm iceberg. really really stoked on it. Our new stuff, man. It's uh. I don't want to talk about it too much. But it's, uh, we're just really, we're really stoked on that stuff. Yeah. Well, if anyone is questioning this, let me put it to you this way, because I this is my overall wrap up. Overall, for a debut song, we can tell that Inshells is able to create a melodic metalcore construction on a song, and that the unclean vocals can hit multiple different styles as well. What we can also tell from their debut is that they understand how the song tells the theme of the overall emotion, and how they can manipulate emotion to figure that out. The only issue again I have this one because it does kind of potentially have a consistent feel, but it doesn't necessarily completely ruin the song overall. It doesn't ruin the song in any sort of way. It's I can see where people are going to potentially you know get a little bit drawn out with it, but I got to be honest. It will be curious to see what the band does continue to release more music as they grow because right now it's one song. We are seeing the smallest sample size possible on one song. We have yet to know what they are fully capable of, but the key that I have here is the fact that when it comes to taking the emotion of a song when it comes to constructing a song that's going to absolutely hit on every single aspect of that emotion and even take you into the final part of it from completely two different angles whether it's going to be from just trying to figure out if you have that uh phantom or that corruptor in your life whether it's yourself or somebody else or if you already know it by the time the song starts and you're trying to figure out how to eradicate by the end of it you're going to have that emotion you're trying to eradicate it so the construction and the ability and the self-awareness of that is spot on and that is important because when it comes to more music that's going to be released, that's going to be something you guys can always focus in on to create even more dynamic songs in the future. Right now, again, for the most part, I'm big on this song, guys. I am big on this. And I can't wait to see what you guys come up with more. Thanks, um, man. Thank I can't you. wait to show you that. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah, we're, we're like really pumped for this yeah. shit. So. Uh, <laughs> pumped, like, pumped up like Arnold, y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally like it's like day by day. It's like we literally think about this shit like almost twenty four seven, man. Right. Like, this like is... our progression level from kind of Phantom to now, like not that we didn't want to release Phantom by any means. You know, we're super we're hyped on that. Yeah. But it's like knowing what we have in the bank already, and then releasing Phantom. It's almost like oh man, like I want to release the new stuff. But yeah. that's how the music industry is, and that's what we've learned, and we're yeah. still kind of learning through the process, and we just can't wait for the next one, and we're going to keep saying that. So <laughs> stick with us if you didn't like Phantom. <laughs> yeah. Just keep growing. Yeah. You know, that's it. It's, yeah. Seeing, like, the transformation from Phantom and the other songs, it's just like, wow. Like, how how did that even come out of us? It's yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like I said, we're going to end up seeing a lot more from you guys as new music gets released. It's that's why it's one thing I always talk about, too, is when it comes to discovering a new band, whoever it might be, whether it's a band that's established, whether it's a brand new band, whatever it might be. A lot of people at times, they're going to look at like whatever the top song is on Spotify. Let's do it for 10 seconds. If they don't like it, they're going to back out. No, fuck that shit, because you're going to miss it on so much great stuff. I tell the story all the time. That's how I got an emotionless and white, because the first song I ever heard of them by was voice. I'm like, oh, this is what I wasn't expecting. This is kind of cool, though. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm into it, though. Let's just go to the next one. Let's see what happens. And then it was eternally yours, and I was fucking hooked from that one. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm in. 
And so anytime I anytime I find a band, it's like, am I into them or not? I don't know. Hell, I'll listen to at least five songs and see what happens. I never know what they're going to have. Because one song might, that might be their most popular, take a look at a day to remember. If you look at the, their Spotify, their most popular song is If It Means a Lot to You. Yeah, that's not their normal sound. So if anyone listens, like, oh, this is like some like like indie acoustic band. No, 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 no. Listen to Second Sucks and you're going to completely think differently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's always listen to more stuff. So when it comes to In Shallows, one thing you want to do is, yes, you're going to want to listen to the song. If you're heavy into it and you really like it, fantastic. If you're kind of on the fence about it, make sure you still stay in touch with the band as well as they release new music because you do not know what else is going to happen. Again, we are seeing the smallest sample size possible here. There's still plenty more to come. We don't know what's about to come yet, but hell, we can see that they know how to write a fucking song that's going to hit you emotionally in every aspect that they're trying to hit you with. So who knows what the next one's going to sound like, but we know one thing for sure. It's going to hit you like that. Oh, yeah, oh it is. we can go. Oh, it's yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, it is guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, it's guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it's got to, you know, I mean, it hits us. So it's yeah, like, right. you know. And uh, we are introducing some clean vocals into the new stuff, too. So it's we're taking a kind of different wavelength on it. And I think it's going to open up our fan base a ton. Yeah. I think yeah. it will, too. And it's just like, again, even use uh, Bring Me the Horizon, for example, because people, they're still like, oh, my God, we just want you to go back to count your blessings and go with that. And it's like, well, you're seeing the evolution that they've had with clean vocals, unclean vocals from Ali Sykes. You're seeing all this different stuff. But, again, it's all of a sudden you look at a post-human survival horror. And it's like, okay, let's look at some of these songs. And it's like, okay, now we're getting some of those rougher vocals from, like, uh, Sepaternal. Then all of a sudden we're getting, like, you listen to Kingslayer. And all of a sudden he goes, like, super-duper unclean at times. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like you're, you're able to see so many different things that what I'm coming up with is if you're going to bring in some clean vocals as well, you're going to potentially bring in a, even a different sound to that metalcore feel. You'd never know what the hell is going to happen because honestly, well, you guys know, I don't know because I've only heard Phantom Grace so far. There's plenty other songs. I know you guys got in the bank right now. that are going to end up coming out at some point, but we just got to wait and see what happens. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You wait! You wait! (laughs) And now is the time when I should go with the podcast and just start playing Tom Petty's "The Waiting" and just (laughs) everyone's gonna be like, "All right, Kevin, we get it. You're gonna be waiting for this." Like, yeah, and so are you, and so are you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, all right, guys, as we begin to bring this podcast to a conclusion, one thing I always like to do to end this podcast is by giving you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug. So, guys, from In Shallows, the floor is yours. Start. You want me to start? Yeah, yeah, start us off. Uh, I mean, I just want to give a shout out, I guess, to everybody who helped us with this. Uh, if you guys want to get more specific with it uh, as we go along, I can yeah. start. Uh, Hell Here Studios, Robbie Litchfield. He did an amazing job producing uh, things like that. Yeah, uh, that's our boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ian did phenomenal video uh, pictures. Like he taught us so much during the way of doing it. I mean, this is amazing experience for a first time. You know, it's, yeah. you know, a little bit you know nerve wracking, but punched right through it and taught us the whole thing. You know, so it's a good shout out to him, man. Mm-hmm. He, he did hell. Of, Hell of a job, man. Mm-hmm. Hell of a job. Yeah. Robbie Litchfield, man. He's our band daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daddy. He, uh, he, he really, daddy. he really uh, took, just brought everything out of us. I feel like he made us, you know, he pushed us. It was like boot camp when we went up there and recorded with him. And it was, it was so much, it was a lot of fun, but he, you know, I'd recommend any new band or any band really 
go record with him. You'll you'll get good products from it for sure. Record with him and then get the videos from Ian. Yeah, I mean it's a good little circle. There we go. Yeah, we got. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, Audrey for sure for getting us this interview. So huge shout out to her. She's been killing it for us. She got us all these podcasts and getting our name out there, which is like huge to us. Uh, Randy for mixing it and Randy's sister for the uh, artwork fan praise. Carissa, yeah, Asperella. Great people in that family. Um, otherwise, I think uh, we've just had a solid team, man. Even yourself, like, thanks yeah. for having us on. Like, yeah. it means the world to us. Yeah. Get this song out here and you just know, promote it. I know. We're talking to you on release day. It's pretty crazy. It's just like I know. It's it's know. like kind of hitting us slowly. Yeah. I, know. I thought it's I'd like a slow way. more Captain and Cokes in my system, but I'm gonna go for it today. <laughs> Well, we'll let you get those Captain and Cokes back in your system so you can celebrate. So when it comes to closing the podcast, I'm going to close it out with three separate things, as I usually do. First things first, when it comes to In Shallows, when it comes to making sure you're connected with the band and following them online, be able to stream their music, watch their music videos, I know you guys are thinking, Kevin, if this is their first single, can you just make it easy on us for the love of God? Go into the description, just put something that says Find In Shallows Online, put everything you can put on them in terms of their socials, where we can watch their music videos, where we can stream their music, so we can connect with this band and we don't have to search for them. Well, no shit I'm going to do that, so take a look at the description. Any socials, any streaming service, any YouTube videos that they have, they're going to see in the link that says Find In Shallows Online, so go and support these guys because, well, because I told you to. <laughs> Hey, good enough for me, man. Simple as that. Simple as that. Now, number two, number two. This is something I typically do on the podcast whenever I have guests on the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on. So this has happened 100% of the time. And you guys have not broken that streak yet. So this is number two and it is a promise to all four of you. This is not an if. This is a when. I get to see in Charles perform live for the first time. The promise is this. First round's on me. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking our language. <laughs> yeah. I, I had like a feeling you guys were going to enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a shirt for you and we got a windbreaker for you too when we meet you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coming to the pool party tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, wish I got I, I got two more interviews tomorrow and two YouTube videos I have to end up working on but, uh, the day after we record this. So, fortunately, I'm going to have to miss that pool party. Uh, busy man yeah busy man with a plan so guys as we close out this podcast i cannot in all good conscience end it with a goodbye due to the fact that well i'm gonna be keeping tabs on you and also fuck i gotta make good on my promise i gotta pay for that first round so colin bobby cam and nick i will not end this by saying goodbye i will end it by saying see you later i like that see you later man see you later man take care man Well, well, folks, that's my interview with the band In Shallows out of New Hampshire. Remember, their song, Phantom Grace, is their debut single. It has been out since June 11th, so go listen to it. You can find everything with In Shallows in the description of the podcast below. Socials, streaming, music, YouTube videos, all that good stuff. So please give them a follow. We're going to be keeping tabs on them, and I cannot wait to make that promise happen with the first rounds on me. I want to thank you guys for watching and listening to this episode. If you're watching on YouTube and you're not subscribed to the MCD Rock YouTube channel where we have all these on the on the uh, Core Progression Podcast, the videos on that channel, please subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version, Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, please make sure you subscribe to that as well. And remember, a big thank you to Phoenix Fitness for supporting this video and for being the sponsor on this video. Again, 
any supplement, vitamins, any kind of thing you need for your uh, achieve your fitness goals, post-workout, pre-workout, whatever it might be, kind of, kind of stuff, you can get it there. Remember, link description below. Use the code MSOT to get 15% off of your entire order. And on that note, that's going to be for you guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. Project of the Rocks, Rock and Roll Thrive. My name is Kevin. If you guys know how I end every single one, it's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.